Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arts Hub Show. This week it is now the 19th of November and we are back and ready for more. This week we're talking about all sorts of different things. Um, We're going to be delving back in time to some Japanese painting from the 1495, so we're going way, way back. And we're also looking at the new album by First Aid Kit, um, UFO Exhibitions and Banksy. doing well on this fine Saturday. Um, If you are new to the show, welcome. Um, This is the show where we talk about all things art, art news, music and all things sensory. in Edinburgh this week has been rather miserable slash depressing but that's okay I think the rain has done me good I have also been a bit ill this week so if I sound nasally or slightly croaky I do apologize Get a cup of tea. I am accompanied by my Moomin flask this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, and join me through the world of the all-consuming, multi-sensory world of the arts.
And that enchanting and beautiful sound was the sound of the koto, a traditional Japanese instrument with 13 silk strings and movable bridges. Um, so that brings us nicely into the introduction of our first um segment of the show so the first half of this show um we talk about the artwork of the week which this week is the absolutely beautiful broken ink landscape by forgive me sashu from 1495 um this is a japanese uh, ink painting on a scroll and it is absolutely magical and the sound of that Koto was definitely a good embodiment of the painting. So what we do in the first hour is um, create a synesthetic playlist, if you like, um, which is inspired and based around the artwork of the week, which, as I said, is Broken Ink Landscape from 1495. Um, If you're at home, I do like to encourage listeners to put on their search engine, um, Google, Bing, whatever tickles your fancy, and just have a little look at it to guide the discussion for the first hour of the show. If not, no problem. Um, I'll be comprising a lovely playlist which you can enjoy. And that brings us to our next song. Nick Drake, Northern Sky, from 1970.
Northern Sky by Nick Drake from his album Brighter Later from 1971. If you have just tuned in, welcome to the Arts Hub show on this fine Saturday and the artwork of the week which we are discussing for the first hour of this show is Broken Ink Landscape from 1495 by Seshu who was an incredible Japanese artist. Um, He was in his 70s, in fact, when he painted this glorious masterpiece. Um, And it was done with simply one medium, and he creates so many different shades and tones using simply a brush and some ink. Um, The painting is on a hanging scroll, and it was made um, in Japan in during the Muromachi period and um, this painting particularly is classified as a national treasure of Japan. Um, yeah, so if you're at home I do suggest uh, having a little look at the painting. Um, you definitely won't regret it. <laughs> it's really quite glorious um, and that way you'll get a little bit of context into what I'm saying but if not, just take my word for it. Now, next song I would like to play, as the theme of this uh, first half of the show is kind of a mystery, um, misty feel as we are slowly seeping into winter, and this painting, Broken Ink Landscape from 1495, I think really captures a mysterious um, wintry mood, a bit melancholic, But uh, why not, you know, let's be a bit moody. Um, So the song I'm going to play now is Little Spark. Oh, 
with Little Spark. The first time I heard that song, in fact, I remember having a particularly interesting experience within nature in which the entire sky turned pink and then I walked towards a lake and the reflection of the pink sky was on the water and it was really quite awe-inspiring. And I think um, this particular painting broken ink landscape from 1495 which we are discussing for the first half of the show um really captures that feeling of uh, being in awe slash slightly frightened of nature so this painting by seshu from 1495 yes we have traveled way way back in time and we are in japan which is very thrilling um i personally am a very big fan of japanese art i think they were very ahead of their time and it took quite a while for the west to catch up to their um creativity um but this painting was painted by seshu who was a famous artist and he was also a zen buddhist monk and believe it or not, Zen Buddhism has produced some of the most glorious artwork. Um, the artwork of Zen Buddhism is actually known for its elegant simplicity, um, embodied in calligraphies, uh, with tending to have black ink on white paper, so very s- or, or silk, as we are in Japan. But it's very simple and minimalist. Um, and the thing that really captured me about this painting is the fact that it unfolds before your very eyes. Um, If you're at home and you have perhaps punched it into your search engine, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, You look at it and it looks at first just like a few splodges on a page, but the more you look at it, it unfolds an entire in-depth and deep 
scenery of um, nature and mountains begins to unfold before your very eyes as if the painting really is alive and breathing kind of creepy but also kind of cool so on that note i want to now play a song by grimes bit rogue but here we are and this is crystal ball Crystal Ball from the album Dark Bloom by Grimes, uh, made in 2011. That was played on the subject of weird and wonderful and mysterious things, which are all 
um, associated with the artwork of the week, which is Broken Ink Landscape by Seshu from 1495. Um, if you have just tuned in, welcome, hello, um, welcome to the Arts Hub show with me, Esme, and I'm here till six playing all sorts of strange, wacky tunes. Um, whether you are just relaxing or hyping yourself up for a Saturday, goof, new Saturday there, or if you're just, you know, chilling, going about a day, walking around the town, um, this show has everything you could possibly want. You know, we've got dancey tunes, we've got chill tunes, and uh, hopefully you'll discover some new, interesting music and artwork and arts news through listening. Whilst our song was playing, I actually spilt an entire glass of, well, mug of scalding hot tea all over my lap. Um, just thought I'd in, let, you, let you into that, you know, uh, give you some context on what's happening in the studio here at Fresh Air. <laughs> Maybe next time I won't bring a flask of tea. Anyway, moving on. So we're talking about Broken Ink Landscape, which is a really mesmerising piece of art from 1495 by Seshu. Um, this is a Japanese artwork, and it's on the bottom of a scroll. Um, I found this artwork through watching a documentary on BBC iPlayer, which I highly recommend, called Art of Japan. Um, really fascinating uh, documentary, I think. Um, yeah, and I think um, this artwork really embodies that winter misty feeling we are slowly approaching. Um, this week in Edinburgh it's been incredibly rainy and cold um, and I've been quite ill if I'm fr you know quite frank with all of you so I'm um, glad I made it on the show today to be fair but um, I'm quite enjoying the rain if I'm honest it's cozy and uh, this broken ink landscape I think really encompasses that whole feeling the like slight dread slash yearning for winter to come and on that note time for another song uh, the song I'd like to play is Curse of the Contemporary by Lump now Lump is a really cool band uh, formed by Mike Lindsay the producer slash frontman for the band Tongue which is an electro folk band I highly recommend you guys listen to um, so Mike Lindsay and Laura Marling the folk artist have combined forces and created this incredible band called Lump and it's very experimental and groovy and I think the pr they're just really letting loose um, on production wise and making it sound really just interesting playing with sound and as we are looking at such a mysterious and unfolding strange landscape for this artwork of the week I thought it'd be rather fitting so here we go Lump Curse of the Contemporary
and that was Curse of the Contemporary by Lump from 2018, uh, their album Lump. They have two albums, um, one from 2018 Lump and one from 2021 called Animal, which came out last year, which is also absolutely smashing and I recommend. Um, I just love this band. I think they are really pushing some boundaries and I really just love the collaboration Laura Marling, her fantastic singing and vibrato, and Mike Lindsay's awesome production. So, if you've tuned in, hello and welcome. This is the Arts Hub Show, and we are currently discussing Broken Ink Landscape, which is the artwork of this week, um, from 1495 by Seshu. So we have moved all the way over to Japan, all the way back in time um, to the 1400s, um, looking at a rather modern and abstract work, which is quite fascinating. So I think now is the perfect time to do some visual analysis. Yes. first time I did that that was kind of fun so visual analysis time that means we're going to be discussing how this artwork looks so if you're at home and you have a phone or a laptop handy now is the perfect time to punch into that search engine broken ink landscape from 1495 here we go so this painting took a few minutes to make, but it's actually a result of a lifetime of work. The artist, Seshu, was in his 70s at this time. If you're looking at the painting right now, you're probably just seeing a few splashes of ink. Some there, some here, some thick, some dark, some light. However, the more you look at this painting, gradually an image, a landscape begins to appear. If you look closely at the top, towering mountains in the background become hidden by mists. Rather ominous, threatening almost. If you draw your eye down into the centre of the work, you start to see foliage and trees emerge. And if you keep looking further down to the right, a small wooden building appears. This is in fact a wine tavern, which you can see as there is a flag with a stick just outside. Ripples start swishing by the very edge of the tavern. And as you draw your eye down the painting, down to the right, you see two people rowing across. Just a mere line and splodge creates this image of movement. It's unfolding before your very eyes. By looking at it, you bring it to life. Seshu created such variations of tone using merely some ink. Some are inky blacks, some are more pale and then there's subdued greys and almost white marks. 
wet, dry washes, scratches, thin, thick lines and marks, these are all combining to mobilize and breathe life into this landscape, creating something which at first seems completely abstract, but then slowly, slowly becomes something of a landscape. This is an intoxicating aesthetic, which preferred ambiguity to clarity, absence to presence, and the hazy mystery of nature. A feeling which I think is in the core of all of us as human, human beings. We yearn to feel this immense power of nature in our everyday lives. In Japan, they celebrate the small and the ephemeral. For example, with cherry blossoms, they're beautiful because they don't last. And if you think about it, 1495 in Europe, that's when the Renaissance was going on, it would take 300 up to 400 years until perhaps the watercolours of Turner or Cezanne, until art in the West started to become anything as abstract as this. And for me, that is just fascinating and a pure example of how the East and Japan was way ahead of the West in terms of creative, um, artistic ideas. And on that note, I think it's time to listen to some Bjork. This is Unravel.
Unravel by Bjork. So, this first hour of the show, we have been discussing Broken Ink Landscape by Seshu from 1495. Um, we've been discussing its mystical, ethereal quality um, that is created with ink on paper, this ancient Japanese tradition which is incredibly aesthetic and uh, beautiful to look at um so i think in terms of the artwork of the week we have rounded that up um and i think some final thoughts on this work um seshu was this artist he painted this in the 70s and it's a product of a lifetime of work a master of his craft um he was a zen buddhist so this is in fact an example of zen buddhist art which is known for its elegant simplicity um and as well this is a painting which shows the abstract and uh, almost modern flavor which such ancient artwork in japan was showing in the 1400s um 400 years before anything in the west started becoming anywhere near as abstract which i think is uh quite interesting and exciting but now we have in fact reached the halfway mark here we go Yes, we have reached the halfway point, which means it's now time for the Arts Hub Bulletin. I know, I'm being really dramatic, but the Arts Hub Bulletin is where things start getting a little bit more funky. We like to, you know, ease into this show. The first half is relaxing, um, usually a bit ethereal and uh, more discussion-based. However... Now we're in the bulletin, anything can happen. The world is in fact our oyster. Um, and I have a few things that I want to talk about. So, here we go. The three topics for the Arts Hub Bulletin this week are UFO encounters and an exhibition based on UFO encounters. <laughs> yes, I'm aware I'm overusing it, but yes, quite interesting i read an article it looked really spooky and strange and i thought you know what why not get spacey so we're talking about that we're also actually going to be discussing banksy and um his works which have popped up around ukraine which are in fact incredibly moving and um almost yeah moving but also very beautiful and 
of course that is a much more uh, serious note and we'll be um, showing a lot of Ukrainian music and sending a lot of love over to there which I'll be very happy and I feel very privileged to be able to do and then also we're going to be talking about some World Cup drama because yes the World Cup is on Sunday and I think it's the most well it starts on Sunday and it's winter which I think is a bit bizarre for me the World Cup is completely associated with summer as I think most Brits would agree you know everyone's you know carrying their crates under their arm chilling playing fitty it's good vibes it's winter though who's going to really want to sit drink a pint and watch fitty i don't know and yes it's in qatar it's very controversial i mean here at edinburgh uh, the um student union was actually talking about um not showing it because of the controversies and it's been quite the debate. I think they've agreed they will, but it's been quite... I mean, I think 40 different societies voted that they shouldn't show it or promote it at all throughout the university, which is shocking. I mean, this shows the level of controversy here. Um, but how does this relate to art? Well, there was an interesting series of artworks that have been created to show uh, this protest against the World Cup in Qatar, which starts tomorrow. Oh, I've been talking about Sunday, literally tomorrow. So I thought it was very relevant. It'd be fun to have a little discussion about that. And then also I'm going to quickly dip into um, First Aid Kit's new album. First Aid Kit is like an old favourite for me, band-wise. I used to really like them when I was 15, all those moons ago. And they've just come out with a new album. And I listened to it on the way to the studio today and I thought, you know what? let's have a little bit of a chat about it this is the arts hub show emphasis on s so the world really is our oyster um music art theater drama you name it we can talk about it so yeah let's um start this dipping into the arts hub bulletin with some Ooh, I'm actually thinking i was going to play vashti binyan but i think that's a bit too mellow we want something more zesty i think Hmm. Yes, here we go. Bear with. <laughs> this song has been in my head all week, and I think you should all have it in your head all of next week just to make up for it. So here we go. Son of a Gun by the Vaselines. Thank you. 
and that was Son of a Gun by the Vaselines. Um, and they are one of my absolute favourite bands, and that song has been driving me almost to insanity this week. Um, in a good way, yeah. So hopefully it drives you somewhere there too. Um, so we're now in the Arts Hub Bulletin. We're in the second half of the show. This is where things get a bit more exciting. And if you have just tuned in, welcome. This is the Arts Hub Show and I am Esme. And uh, we've just been discussing a broken ink landscape, which is a beautiful artwork all the way from Japan from 1495. Um, if you're keen to hear what I had to say that the, my shows are uploaded to Spotify and um, if you just type in Arts Hub Show it should come up and you can listen to it on Catch Up there. But hello, this is now the Arts Hub Bulletin. So things are more broad and I saw, um, you know, we like to talk a bit about arts news and I was reading this article which was talking about a UFO encounter sort of showcase in a Suffolk exhibition. So people are talking about their UFO encounters in the UK, um, particularly Suffolk, and it's been turned into this art exhibition. And I was just immediately drawn in. I quite like the idea of aliens and extraterrestrial life. Um, I think we're all very curious about it as humans, whether there are in fact other creatures out there. Um, and whether, you know, maybe there are a few aliens lurking in America, in a lab. I mean, I personally think that could be a possibility. Um, but besides the point, so Alexander Ward um, is a fella from Suffolk who has created an exhibition based on UFO encounters. And this is a bit strange. I've never heard of an um, exhibition be themed in this way. Um, but yeah, Alexander Ward, so he's a photographer and um, here, here's a little quote some people I spoke to had just seen a light in the sky but others had really significant and sometimes traumatic experiences so it's actually quite serious at first when you hear all oh, UFO encounter they, you know, they just pull in my leg it's just a, a hole in a wheat field you know, a bit funny um, but this is actually expressing the trauma and in fact um the distress that these sorts of um, encounters, these really realistic and perhaps real, who knows, encounters that people have had. And um, it's quite emotional, which uh, immediately reading it, I thought, oh no, this is, you know, it's just a bit of fun. But this is a very emotional exhibition. Um, the people who have had these encounters, it's really transformed and changed their life, as I think it would anyone who thought they saw an alien. Um, so Mr. Ward, who is putting on this exhibition in Suffolk, has been interested in UFOs and UFO sightings since he was a teenager, when he had his own potential alien encounter. Um, he saw that, he, uh, or he says that he saw a smooth inverted cone object in the sky covered in lights. Um, Here's a little quote. I saw a triangle in the sky when I was 17 and living in Essex. I've always been open to the subject, but I didn't want to steer this project in one way or another. I want people who come along to the exhibition to make up their own minds. So it's all very open. But it's just quite fascinating to me, the idea of making an exhibition about real life encounters with extraterrestrials or potential extraterrestrials. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I am slightly ill. I'm currently sipping some tea. Um, 
Oh, and Essex, that's a bit close to the bone. I live in Cambridge, that's dangerously nearby. Maybe I'll have an encounter soon as well. Um, but here we go. So he's doing this because he really wanted to understand how people had these experiences and how it changed their view of the world. So it really taps into um, the human consciousness, really, and the human perspective and just really how people are seeing the world and all that interesting, you know, delicious stuff that art manages to portray. Um, and yeah, he talks about wanting to do their experiences justice and just basically give a space in which people who have had these UFO encounters um, can talk about it and express it in an artistic way. It's very, it's interesting. It's very, very cool, I think. Um, but on that note, I think it's time for another song. And this song is One More Night by Can, another absolutely fantastic groovy band. Here we go.
One More Night by Can from 1972. So if you've just tuned in, hello, welcome to the Arts Hub show. We are now entering the realm of the Arts Hub Bulletin and I am discussing a UFO encounter exhibition that's going on in Suffolk, which caught my fancy. And I just want to say a big shout out to my boy Jem, who's in work right now, who's tuning in for the first time, I think. Hello, love you and miss you. Um, Yeah, so back to the UFO encounters. Um, so Alexander Ward is in Suffolk. Did I say Sussex? So sorry, Suffolk, doing an exhibition about UFO encounters. And I've just never heard of it, and I thought it was really quite fascinating. Um, it's a photography exhibition, and he's um, just really trying to show, shed some light on almost the trauma that people who have had these exhibitions have gone through and um, he talks about how a lot of the pictures that are um, around regarding UFO encounters are a bit of a mockery a bit fake and um, he really didn't want to uh, 
feel as though he was mocking the people he was talking to. So he was basically interviewing anyone out there who's had a UFO encounter and asked them for pictures and um, shared their stories. And it meant a lot to him that he uh, wasn't making fun of them or, or like, uh, came across as doing that. And he wanted the community to trust him. And um, it's quite an emotional exhibition which is a whole side of UFO encounters which I haven't really thought about and I think it does open up that side of uh, if you did experience something that is otherworldly and strange and slightly ominous um, of course it's inevitably going to be rather frightening and of course if you do believe it to be extraterrestrial immediately your world becomes a million times bigger so uh, here's a nice little quote which I thought was rather charming um, we all have our lines in the sand in our mind of what we are prepared to believe in and this project has really shifted that we are such a tiny grain of sand compared to the vastness of the universe and it would be very strange if we were on our own I mean there we go pretty awesome in my opinion um i would like to believe that there are aliens out there if they're listening right now hello welcome to the ensemble show at fresh air student radio um i do think alien life is quite fascinating terrifying but fascinating um so this exhibition which is going on uh it's only actually on for one more day so if you're in suffolk you know get get along to this exhibition you know get a move on um it's being held in an old cold war bunker at the aviation museum um which was involved in fact in one of the most famous uh ufo sightings in history rendlesham forest rendlesham forest apologies for that very strange pronunciation um yes so that is the ufo encounters and to finish off that segment of the Arts Hub Bulletin. I now want to play a song by PJ Harvey, one of my absolute favourites, and it's Let England Shake.
Let England sh- Oh, just stumbled my words there. Let England Shake by PJ Harvey from her amazing album, Let England Shake. If you haven't listened to it, get on it now. I actually saw her do a talk um, recently in the summer about her new book. But I get, oh, I'll, ooh. I'll talk about that a little bit later because I want to properly get into that maybe for another show. But just wanted to drop it in there. She's got a new book out and it's, um, I haven't read it yet, but it looks very interesting. Lots of folklore. So if you've just tuned in, welcome to the Arts Hub show here at Fresh Air Student Radio. Um, We are talking about several things. We have now entered a realm of the Arts Hub Bulletin. Now this realm involves anything and everything. The world is literally art. Oyster, and we've just tackled an exhibition which is themed around UFO encounters in Suffolk. And now we are moving on to something a little bit more serious and a little bit more um, relevant, and that is Banksy and his revealing of seven murals throughout war torn Ukraine. Um, this has been, discovering this has been utterly, uh, it's been a mixture of heartbreak but also um i think a lot of warmth i mean the fact that he's created seven beautiful artworks in ukraine whilst it's still going through such hardships it's just it's quite an incredible thing really um but i want to use this show to really celebrate uh, some ukrainian culture and folk music ukraine has some of the best folk music and um, they've got some amazing music that's modern, uh, modernised folk as well, and I'm going to play some of that for you today. Um, but yes, here at Fresh Air, we're sending a lot of love over to Ukraine whilst they're going through these things, and this discussion on Banksy, I think, um, will be very interesting. It's a very fascinating thing that he has done. Um, but to start off that discussion I want to play a really cool song which I discovered this week by a band which I hadn't actually heard of before and they're a Ukrainian band um, Daka Braka Um, it's probably uh, pronounced with a lovely Ukrainian accent which I cannot replicate but this band is just the coolest I think they're wicked and this is a song by them called Baby Enjoy It is seven minutes long, so buckle up.
Wow, now didn't that just blow your bloody socks off? Now that was Daka Braka with Baby, a Ukrainian folk music quartet. Um, the song is from their album Light from 2010. However, they are still going, still making amazing music. Now, we are actually discussing um, Banksy and his uh, revealing of seven murals throughout war-torn Ukraine, hence the uh, fabulous Ukrainian uh, song we just listened to there, which I think was incredibly moving and powerful and strong and really shows the rich and just fab um, folk music tradition that they have in Ukraine and the culture they have there surrounding um, yeah, folk music and how it's been turned into this lovely modern um, sound which Daka Breka are doing here. Um, I just thought it's fantastic. I'd only discovered this ba- uh, band yesterday actually um, and I've been pretty hooked since. Uh, I'm sure you'll all be pretty hooked soon as well. So, um, we are having a bit more of a sombre note here talking about uh, Banksy and his revealing of seven murals throughout war-torn Ukraine. It's incredibly tragic and um, moving, these various graffiti uh, paintings he's, he's propped up around Ukraine, sort of in secret as well. This had only been... Uh, revealed a few days ago on the 16th of November, so three days ago. Um, it's very recent news, and of course, the Ukrainian horrendous Ukrainian crisis that's happening at the moment. It's incredibly relevant, and I think it's great to be talking about it on the radio. Um, but yeah, Banksy was very anonymous about this. He he likes to keep on the DL, and um, he did claim ownership of only one artwork, which was a mural in uh, Bura. Dyanka, um, a Ukrainian town which has been absolutely devastated by Russian airstrikes. Um, however, he did share recently um, that he had also been the uh, artist behind the six other murals which have been discovered. Banksy um, yeah, has, a, has a tendency to be very political in his work and tackle quite... Um, controversial and uh, um, yeah just political and heartfelt uh, topics really and it makes perfect sense that he's doing this and the images that he has made are just um, as always incredibly moving and it's like a slap in the face you look at it it punches you right across the face and it really uh, makes you feel at the pit of your stomach um, quite uneasy and I think that's what he's been trying to do here um, it's it's really quite fabulous I mean um, in a horrific way but if you haven't looked at them I do highly recommend you look at them and read up about it it's really quite uh, f- just amazing that he's done this um, and travelled there whilst you know, the crisis is ongoing he's travelled there and uh, created these seven murals um, on the ruins. So he's been graffitiing these um, murals all over various cities, you know, in Kiev, and um, um, they're on the ruins of sort of war-torn buildings that have been devastated by these Russian airstrikes, and that only makes it even more... uh, 
hard hitting, I think. And he's using the devastated brickwork. I mean, from an artistic point of view, you know, politics and everything aside, he's using the brickwork as a medium and it's visually just rather incredible to see him using it's almost as if uh, the wall has become a canvas and the textures and the grooves that have been created by these airstrikes have become a medium in which he can play with and of course make something that's very hard hitting and visually uh, intense um, yeah they really are quite fascinating um, but to continue celebrating Ukrainians amazing, Ukraine's amazing culture and their rich, rich folk tradition and um, this lovely band which I've discovered, Dakabraka. Here's another song by them, one which I thought was particularly groovy. I really wanted to boogie when I was listening to it and I hope you at home feel the same. Uh, this is Monak by Dakabraka to continue the homage to Ukraine. Here we go. Сам пошел плясать, сам пошел плясать Наплясался, наигрался с доброй волей Распрощался с кочем на крыльцо Ударого кольцо
Apologies. Monarch by Daka Breka, an incredible Ukrainian band, um, a quartet uh, based in Kiev, from an album uh, they made in 2016. Um, that was part of our homage to Ukraine as we discussed Banksy and uh, this sort of revealing of seven murals which have been erected throughout Ukraine. Um, uh, it's all very heartwarming and uh, tragic as well, and I think it's very relevant to be talking about this as he only revealed that he was behind these murals, although they are very obviously painted in his distinct style. Um, they were only revealed three days ago. So, yeah, um, I just really love to, I want to celebrate Ukraine's culture and their music and how rich their folk tradition, uh, music tradition there is. And it's just an endless, uh, an endless list of just a world um, never ending of finding just incredible songs after incredible songs. And Daka Breka are just fab because it, their, their songs are so powerful and strong. And I really feel they do that perfect thing of modernizing the folk and combining it with uh, contemporary sounds. Um, which would appeal to a contemporary audience. So, yes, Banksy. Um, 
these works which have you know cropped up now um uh they kind of juxtapose wartime imagery with snapshots of civilian life which is a common thing he does in his work um for example in one children ride a metal tank uh trap as a seesaw um in another a woman is in her dressing gown wearing a gas mask um and that duality just shows just the utter <laughs> tragedy and sort of inhumane aspect of this war and brutality of it all but um he does it very well and in a very classy and um i think profes- professional uh, respectful way and i think it's it's great what he's been doing um but yes to round off that discussion um uh let's put on one more song and then we can diverge the conversation to something completely different um yes so this song that i'm about to play is actually called instant hit and it's by a band that i've also discovered this week called the slits i'm aware these are a 70s female group and they are you know they're big people know them i am ashamed i've only just discovered the slits and i am in love ah i really like this band they're just so cool they're so groovy and i had to play a song today so this is instant hit it really gets you in the move in in the mood to move i'm trying to say um so here we go instant hit by the slits he is a boy He's very thin Like a ticking bomb into your insanity Took heroin, don't like himself
And that was The Slits with Instant Hit from 1979. What a groovy tune. I have only discovered The Slits this uh, past week and I am ashamed to have only just discovered them. I bloody love them. Um, Really, really up my street. I'm a huge fan of them. I think they are groovy as hell. Um, And that particular song, for some reason for me, just feels like a little ticking bomb as though like a ticking I think that's the well I don't know if they're trying to do it but for me it's like a ticking bomb slowly reaching some kind of insanity but like a good a good insanity you know what I mean um you know if you've woken up with a bit of a sore head you know yesterday was Friday that is the kind of song you want to hear to nurse you through the hangy but moving on swiftly um (laughs) Um, we are now going to top off. Oh, we have only got 12 minutes, but I really want to just finish off this show talking about um, First Aid Kits got a new album out. What? Like, I, when I was younger, I was a big fan of First Aid Kit. And um, when I was about 15, they're great. They tend to gig in Cambridge, which is where I'm from. And I've seen them play at the Cambridge Folk Festival in 2019. Oh my goodness, I think it was 2018. Wow, that was a while ago. But they are really, really cool. Um, I love their stuff. And they've got this new album out, and I thought I'd give it a little listen. I listened to it earlier today. And yeah, I just thought I'd discuss a little bit. So they have released... um, I mean, if you don't know First Aid Kit, they are two Swedish sisters. Um, I am actually originally from Sweden, so hence my warming to them. (laughs) Um, They are comprised of Clara and Johanna Söderberg and they are yeah two sisters singing beautiful breathtaking harmonies and they've got a very good sort of country folk feel about them and uh, yeah they've got some real great songs and um, I just want to play oh which one should I play before we start talking about the new album I want to play one of my favorite songs by them and I'm very divided between either playing Lion's Roar or Emmy Lou. I might have to play Emmy Lou just because it's a little bit more upbeat and we're reaching the end of the show. We've got to keep it positive. So here we go. Here's Emmy Lou by First Aid Kit.
Now that was Amy Lee by First Aid Kit from their 2012 album uh, The Lion's Roar, which is probably one of my favourite albums. Um, you know, in my top 20, I'd say I really, really have a lot of fond uh, memories associated with that album. I was really into it when I went to Belgium, in fact, on a... Uh, on like um yeah school trip when i was 15 blah 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 yeah it's it's just i think it's just filled with nostalgia like even if you haven't got any associations it's one of those uh, special sounds their their harmonies are completely infatuating um so yeah first aid kit we're just reaching the end of the show but i wanted to quickly have a little chat about their new album um which is called uh, Palomino and this came out this year and it's just pretty they've got a whole new look whole new aesthetic they're really turning the tables I mean they've already released four albums before this they are prolific and fantastic and this new album is really just something different they've make they've mixed it up for sure if you look at their music videos from the uh, their album the lion's roar it's a lot more kind of uh, folkloric slash ooh, <sighs> pagan aesthetic like very uh, nature witchy <laughs> kind of vibes um and but this album is a lot more it does have a fresh uh, like a breath of fresh air it's less um natural it's they've got a lot of neon colors the album cover they're wearing you know block modern dresses rather than you know uh silky fabrics and headbands in the woods so they've really mixed it up a bit um i think it's great you know a new breath of uh fresh air um and this is one of my favorite songs from their new album called out of my head um, and the music video for it was pretty cool as well, so I recommend listening to it. And they've both changed the colour of their hair. Um, they're now both blonde, when previously they used to be uh, a little bit more brunette. So yeah, nice new aesthetic. Here we go, Out of My Head by First Aid Kit from their new album, Palomino. Back in time, oh, I go wandering through the rooms of my Every door that I've been closing, all the people that I have let down on a river, I'm floating down the street and back again like a beggar 
And that was Out of My Head by First Aid Kit um, from their new album, Palomino 2022. Uh, that came out in 2022. Um, I really think this album is the medicine we all need. Um, kind of, they talk a lot about... Um, and it's, a, it's an emotional, it's a heavy album. Um, I mean, the songs are uplifting, sometimes a bit dark, but they talk about things that I think are relevant, especially the post-COVID times. I mean, what the hell has just happened to the world? Um, things are weird. <laughs> um, it feels as though it's been a week, but it's actually been three years. Um, I think we all are sharing that strange snatching of time which has occurred since COVID. And this album is the medicine we all need. So do listen to Palomino. And if not, you know, if it doesn't tickle the pickle, I definitely recommend listening to The Lion's Roar, their first album from 2012. So moving, so touching. Do listen. Yes. But we have reached the end of this show. It's now oh, it's six o'clock on the dot. How amazing. We've made it. We've made it to the end. Isn't it fantastic? Oh. Ah, yes. Woo. Sorry, the thing wasn't up there. I was going to have a good old crowd. Um, but yes, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're still, you know, uh, clutching to the end of this show thank you so much for listening this has been the arts hub show with me esme and uh, i'm here every week between four and six talking about art and different arts news and albums and just anything arty that's like coming up in the world <laughs> and uh, it's very broad very fun lots of cool soundtracks hopefully i can introduce you all to some new bands or just spread some love for some bands which you already enjoy listening to and if you haven't had the chance to listen to the whole show fear not because my show does actually pop up on spotify every week if you type in arts hub show on spotify there i am and you can listen to it on catch up if you want in your spare time um but yeah that's been me thank you very much for listening and i'll see you next week for some more arty farty chit chat goodbye